You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Like I think some of us do have a drink. I have a drink. I'm drinking um, old fashioned with coffee in it from uh, Low and Slow. Nice. Ben had some. Mm-hmm. Ben it's has... not great. It's not great. <laughs> ben has water. It's but not that's fine. Great. Wouldn't. Would not recommend. Would recommend <laughs> just a normal old fashioned. But this is a coffee liqueur. Basically, okay. as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. Well, don't bring your poor choices uh, into this podcast, Mark. <laughs> All right, it's just well, quite everybody. Alcoholic, so. Cheers! Thank you for Congratulations. an awesome season. Yeah! Wow, we finished something! Woohoo! I finished a lot. Okay, well, <sighs> that was a the really stars long session. We're rated. Uh, the stars rated. Rated. Definitely yeah, rated I mean, the stars. I, I feel like we we really didn't live up to the name. We didn't really rate a lot of stars. No. no. No, well, I'm we grateful because I feel like that rating. means we did well, less starship uh, actually, combat than you did. Go to a star. You went to the sun. Yeah, that was so. Cool. We rated, like we rated that goblin ship. Pretty yeah, hard. yeah, but I feel like there's there was definitely much more star in our uh, space based podcast than there would be in most others. At least like eighty percent more star. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, what? We were Whether there for or not like it was rated. Three or four episodes. Yeah, well, there were stars know. and there was rating. They were just like, separate events. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like four, five percent of, of the episodes were I mean, were set in a star. Like we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even wait, raid the wasteland, right? I kept no, talking about you were wasteland you almost raiders. got raided. Yeah. yeah, but so there was some rating. There was definitely a star. Um. Yeah, so we, we did live up to the name somewhat, even though it was spread across uh, several planets. But hey, as is the nature planet, of space planet travel. Raiders. Planet, planet Raiders. Planet Raiders. <laughs> should have gone with, yeah. Didn't have the same ring to it in the theme mm. song. Didn't make the cutting. Star Raiders. <laughs> Do you know the genesis of that? Uh, no. It was, a, it was a prank that uh, Gem and I played on Tom in, in our previous podcast, where like... We were talking about some. We were talking about something. I think that was a remake of an old Atari game called Star Raiders. And then, <laughs> really, Jem was like, "Oh yeah, it was an old cartoon." And then I came up with the Star Raiders theme song on the spot, <laughs> and uh, Tom you believed this for about for about forty seconds. No, <laughs> forty this, seconds. Then this, he, and wow. then he didn't. <laughs> is this a humble brag? Is this a humble brag way of saying you came up with the name? Is that, that what that was? That doesn't fit into the the actual, you know, story that we went through, because there oh, was no, that was just that was just me reminiscing about our old podcast. I I believe uh, we did actually uh, in one of our uh, Arcane Focus Network meeting docs. I looked back on it ages ago, and there's actually some draft names in there. There quite stupid i think well, i'll read them a, out a, a have you got oh, oh, oh uh, come uh, on i want like, to know what else it could have been called the the one that's written here is <laughs> space tokyo drift 2 i would i would be happy to be involved it. in a podcast mm. of that name yeah, yeah well yeah. you know there's still time mark there's still time i think that evolved <laughs> from other things though it wasn't just no yeah it was um 
uh, originally it was called uh, uh, Gal- <laughs> Galactic Roll was the yeah. original oh, original that's name. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like that for what it's mm. worth. Yeah, no, I, I liked it too. Uh, and uh, that was good, uh, at a time where we didn't go with that one, guys. Am I right? Well, we, we were oh, considering <laughs> having like uniformity across the network, so having the word "roll" in each of the titles in some way. Uh, but we decided to go a different direction. So. We sure did. Very exciting. Anyway, so welcome everybody to the Star Raider Season One Rap Party. What? 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 <gasps> All right, I wish I had a champagne popping noise lined up on Sirenscape, but I don't. Uh, I don't uh, yeah, even open. If anyone wants to join Sirenscape, I'm going to I'm going to put on some um some tavern music. I'm coming. Uh, which is just fun. Wait. What about a space bar? Can we I'm keep it? There. Can we keep it like? Oh no, because um, it's only like cyberpunk ones, and it's just it's weird. It's too dubstepy. Uh, no, not not as ambient. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to put on the uh, the friendly tavern. Lovely. Bit of ambiance. Well, this is just a bit of a bit of a chat, bit of a debrief to give us well, to give you guys a chance to ask anything you want to. Uh, I'm gonna gonna tell all, reveal all. I have nothing to hide. I have some things to hide, but generally I have nothing <laughs> to hide. Uh, we also have some fan questions that were sent through on Reddit, which is fun. And also, just a bit of a debrief for the final episode because at this point it's been what just over just over a week, like ten days mm-hmm. for us since we mm. recorded our final episode. Uh, and if you're listening to this before you listen to the final episode, then go back. You need to stop yeah. now because we're go it's uh, about to be spoiler city. And if spoiler you continue town. listening uh, after this point, then that's on you, buddy. <laughs> Tell me. What did you do in that room that made the dice turn against you so hard? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, yeah. Look, we have the explicit tag what on this podcast, but you know, yeah. I, I can't. You know, there's limits. There's limits to it, guys. Uh, that was, I, yeah, I, I honestly cannot believe how poorly I was rolling in that. It, it was just truly shocking. It was generally. Seven or below was what I was rolling. Ooh. There so was did a you few that like I rolled over 10. Most of us. And there was uh, some of my saves, I rolled uh, 14 or more. Yeah, but, wow. Like that, that's, that's about it, really. Essentially, it was just miss, 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 miss. I, yeah. For, the, for those listening at home, we actually had a chat on our um, messenger <clears throat> chat thing about whether it would be ethical and appropriate or not to redo the whole battle. How badly... And we did redo it, and and he rolled worse. (laughs) So we stopped. (laughs) destroyed his home, used a lot of sage, and now Tom is in a box. He literally de-spiritualify his house with burning sage um, (laughs) after he threw approximately four dice across the house. At least... Tom came across a hag in the woods uh, before the final <laughs> yeah. battle and uh, yeah. made a deal that went sour. So, for more hey, information, she was going to help me out, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but at what cost, Tom? <laughs> at what yeah. cost? The battle. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, besides my shit house rolling, uh, yeah, pretty pretty full on there with, well, I mean, I guess the, 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 the main event of that uh, final final battle there was the. 
was the old self-destruct button. Yeah. Frozen. Yep. That was that was really the only time that there was any real tension in the in the proceedings, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um so just I cuz I I know I've mentioned this to Daniel cuz I you know I felt kind of bad afterwards and I was like, "Hey buddy, you okay?" <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, but I feel like I should say it here, and anybody who wants to, I'll share you in on my Google Doc, and you can check the edit history. The DC that I set for uh, for the computer to be able to be remotely activated was 28. And you rolled oh. a 24. Yeah, I missed it by ages. Mm, not not Astra, really. Astra, Astra. I know all of the key roles were shite for me. <laughs> like anytime it really mattered, it's like I rolled bad. Mm. Well, but that, mm. that's the thing though. Like usually with your computer's checks, you just roll so yeah, high, thirty pluses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. twenty-eight was an average roll for you. you computers, just to go yeah. below below average on that one. I did. Yeah. yeah, well, I, w- I was like setting it and originally I'd set it higher. I'd set it at, I think, 32 and then I was like, that's too high. Then I dropped it to 30 and I'm like, I feel like that's still too high because you'd need to roll a, like a 14 or above, right? Mm. Um, and I was like, um, I'll drop it to 28 because then I feel like that's a good 50-50. Yeah. Like that, that seems like a fair number. I was genuinely shocked that you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I could shock you. Yeah. Like, poor, um, poor rolling. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, it only it only forced one of us to sacrifice ourselves for the the good of everyone else, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean, right? That and like I had thought, sending off Banshee that would be our sacrificial character oh. loss for the. <laughs> the episode and then yeah, yeah to have sent him off early and i'm like no two yeah. calls in a row was, he was going to close the other blast doors or something yeah. is that what he was doing yeah yeah mm. so he did the lasers to I give think- us some time and then the um blast doors i mean you couldn't have you, written it any better really you like, sent him off and like, right? like uh he's on the other side of the shields right you're okay with that and you're like yep yep okay and then he's gonna run off down the hallway i'm like okay Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> what a you time are playing to be alive. Into my- I was like, oh <laughs> my God. This is, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm so, glad that, not that I, I could Not do- that I wanted anybody to die, but it's, you know, you can't deny. Well, it makes the- for a better story, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You know. I, if it- anything, you increase the narrative value of the podcast, darling. It, it's, um, yeah. It's Thank mm. you. That makes me feel so much better. I like, feel so I'm, much better I'm now that I killed I'm one of the characters. As well. Yeah. Well, it wasn't you. Like someone it, in that moment, someone had to die, right? Someone had to stay behind, yeah. and Burzen wasn't about to let anyone else under his command go down. Yeah. Well, Sorbos didn't even really put his hand up. Seriously, he was like, there was a token, like, oh yeah, oh no, yeah. no, you've got this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. self preservation <laughs> kicks in well, pretty quickly like for Sorbos. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, um, it was actually quite nice, Mark, because you were like, look, guys, I don't have any family. Everybody else does, um, you, know, you know, and it was, it was quite nice. But when Astra was like, nah, fuck you, I'm doing it. You're like, okay, all right, all right. Okay. Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 But it was, um, well, can't do any more than that. Yeah, I just thought it, it, was, it was quite a nice 
uh, quite a nice little moment there, like for Sawbones to do that. Because, mm. you know, and, and we'd established beforehand, it's, you know, he'd, he'd usually run away from battles. He wasn't one to go into that. He, he, you know, he had plans for his future, really. And then to to offer himself up like that, I think, was, was yeah, quite nice. Character growth. So noble. Mm. Yeah. But then also accepting that somebody else wants to sacrifice themselves and not taking that away from them. Totally. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, just on that, like... That's, I wasn't trying to take, it's not like I was trying to hog like the sacrifice spotlight. <laughs> I wasn't I never trying to like. I even thought that there was a sacrifice yeah, I, spotlight. I, yeah, I don't know. But it was just like, because well, Astra was. And he was hogging. <laughs> Had I yeah, known. I it. Yeah. You were Son trying to bitch. hog it and then I hogged it more. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I screwed up. It was my fault. I should do it. That's all. I didn't even realize there was a spotlight to hog. But, you know, now that I know, I'm glad there it was, was you that no did it. There was no way. There was no way that Burzen was going to let anyone yeah. else do it. Like Not even from before he gave we us even a speech about how we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to die. Huh? <laughs> There's no coming back from this. Yeah. We're all going to die. Speech. Prepare yourself to die. I'm prepared to die. And then at the end of the fight, there's like a moment to die. <laughs> there's only one person that's going to take up that moment. So, yeah. So yeah. Everyone's yeah. all like, no, nah, we'll be fine. We'll get out of this. And Burzen's yes. like, eh, okay. <laughs> well, we did. Just yeah, I know. We, we all accomplished our goals in that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, uh, yeah. Something to why was, Can I ask why was Keldit Calderon such a weak little bitch at the end? Like, I was fully expecting to go through the mosquito and then have to deal with his whole fucking situation again. Yeah, my original notes for that fight was to actually have him. Uh, have one of the mosquito things like burst out of him and so like Ugh. you fight him he dies and then something comes out of him mm. but then later on that was replaced with the idea of this large one being summoned and you know like this this kind of effigy this spawn of glonder being summoned um i you know i i really did toss it up and I, I was playing around with it, but then I was. My thinking was, it, it's just a bit. It was just different. Mm. Like you guys have, you just had this really big fight against his right hand man, who deals with everything for him. You know, it's almost like I don't know. He was. He didn't want him to be powerful, like big and powerful himself. It was the all the people around him that you wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. He, he was like he was be that for he was a spoiled, yeah. yeah, rich, terrible, yeah. terrible person who was mm. completely spineless, who was doing these horrible things, and I don't know to to give him power. I just felt like that wasn't right mm. for who he was to make him weak and vulnerable. I just thought. You know, it was, it was something a little bit different. Um, yeah. As a player, I would have found that incredibly disappointing to have him go down in one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was the... What was the smoke Why thing? did he have a little spark? What? The wisp of, of, of smoke yeah, why, come out like, of his... What were you trying to get across that? there? That he was actually like an android or something? No, was as he... As I said, uh, uh, I do have ascending. some secrets and most things Aww. will be revealed in this. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So he's Is he Android. coming back? <laughs> he's coming back in another episode. We didn't really kill him. That That's was like a thinking. remote control unit type thing. 
Uh, it was an it was a it was a solid astral projection. No, do you want to know <laughs> what it was? <clears throat> yep. It was a failsafe. That's what. It was a failsafe. Uh, yep, that's what triggered the um, the the portal forced mm. opening. Right, so when he died, that uh, little thing went. Oh, oh yeah, it was like oh, a dead man switch right. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah, well played. So well, he right, killed right, himself right. essentially, like. or did we kill? You killed we, him. So we uh, him. Sawbones is. A shot that he took was enough to put him down because, yeah, like part of what you were saying, Dan, <laughs> yeah, as well, was he basic had... Basic NPC stats. Well, he'd <laughs> given so much of himself to Glonder already, yeah. which, you know, I guess maybe it might not have been clear um, considering it happened over the course of the, you know, the, the pod. The campaign. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there wasn't much of him. And so, you know, you shoot a dude and he dies, right? Um, mm. So, like, uh, if... I was actually just editing that part uh, earlier today and, you know, he's like, he like hits a button and then he like turns around to talk to you after he's been shot. And so him pressing the button, he was to like release the the baddies um, and then him dying is what triggered the, uh, the fail safe. Okay. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, were you at all tempted to, once we took out some of the smaller bad guys in that fight, to, like, just roll in with a couple more bone troopers or something? Or bone sages? Uh, no. It, I mean, that's always the hard thing, isn't it? It's, do you modify monsters on the fly? Do you yeah. change battles? All of that stuff. And I think to a certain degree, yes. And I always have. Um, if, like... Not in such a way that it would drastically alter the outcome. But I felt that if I did that in this final fight, that would kind of take that away from you guys. Because it was, you know, hell, maybe it was Desna with some divine intervention <laughs> yeah. stepping in and mm. fucking up those roles and keeping you guys safe. If I, you know, introduced, it's like, oh, and suddenly some new mosquitoes hatch. And they're <laughs> twice as strong. And they're... <laughs> They do a type of damage that uh, doesn't that ignores Ben's spell that he put on. It's it, and then that ended up killing someone. I that I would just feel horrible because I was like I did that because part of that would have been ego. You, you know, like oh these guys are steamrolling me. My dice suck. It's not fair. I'm gonna roll in some more. You know, I'll occasionally buff HP a little bit here and there. Uh, it's not something I do regularly, uh, but occasionally I'll, you know, up it by like, you know, 10 points or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. And that, but that's just something that, you know, I've, I've always done. Uh, but usually I'll keep that in a, um, like, a, like a pretty, usually like a, like a medium sized fight, I, but like major fights, I try not to fuck with too much. Um, mm. Because they can, they can turn so deadly so so quickly. What would have happened, Tom, if the big mosquito wriggled all the way through his mm. little summoning portal thing? Like I, I got the sense of the way what was going on is like we killed those bone sages, and then mm. the mosquito was like stuck with his ass in the other side of the portal, and he couldn't get out. Sort of thing. Is that is that what was going on? Yeah. So it. You guys didn't really get to experience it too much, but there was like a like a round trigger. So after a certain amount of rounds, it comes out more and more. Uh, had you not taken out the bone sages, that would have happened faster. And 
he would have gotten stronger and stronger. So uh, health increases, uh, higher to hit, higher damage dice, all that sort of thing. Uh, yep. More types of attacks as well. Um, because so we took like, him out qu- quicker than what you thought. So he was a he was weaker than kind of maybe what you'd planned in the encounter type thing. Uh, no, the, the 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 issue was you guys kept hitting and I kept missing. That that was the issue. You guys didn't miss that much, and so yeah. you were taking everything out really quickly, and so it, yeah, the fight was just over really quickly. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had like three crits that yeah. were over thirty damage. Yeah, and then there was the one that I put on the big mosquito for like fifty-one points of damage. Which yeah, was I'm, ridiculous. Yeah. With with mm. the with the shields, those bone sages, I think they had more than seventy HP. Oh wow! Right, each. Yeah, okay. And then the bone troopers, they had I think more than fifty HP each. But yeah, the thing is, if you guys are just like hit 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 hit, and you all do on average twenty damage. It's going to be over in a couple of rounds, you know? Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, the thing is you guys generally hadn't done we that suck. well in the past. <laughs> and I generally I don't do that poorly. So mm. it was just a kind of, you know, crossing the streams moment sort of thing. Well, Tom, kudos to you for not fudging any of your roles, right? <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to. Well, so and also just- where it lies. Yeah. Big kudos for the variety of that last battle. I thought the 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 like magic bone sages powering up the big bad guy was was really cool. I thought the like little orbs on the floor kind of exploding with more mosquitoes was was really cool. Mm. Um, it felt really varied and it felt like it evolved and got harder over the course of the fight. It wasn't like oh boom, here's fifteen bad guys just mow your way through it. It felt like it kind of developed, um, and the timing of the increase in difficulty was really good. So. Nah, yeah. I thought it was fucking well put together, bro. Oh, thanks, man. My my big yeah. regret is that I didn't pull the bone sages off sooner to actually engage with you guys. Um, <laughs> pull them off. Yeah. <laughs> pull Just pull, pull off the that bones. bone sage, Tommy. That's, <laughs> that, that's why my dice were cursed. I've been pulling the bone sage too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they saw what you yeah. did. Yeah. You, and then ironically, you, you went burn sage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come um, on, guys. So well, have- you guys are the oldest ones here. You're laughing at <laughs> pull off, <laughs> pulling off the bone sage. Hey, shut up, bro. I'm it's always funny. Yeah, jokes are never not funny. Okay, <laughs> Tom, well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you go. No, you Mark, go. you go, go ahead. Say- well, I was just going to say I am sitting here looking at this document with all of the questions in it, and I'm feeling the weight of the sheer volume of very interesting <laughs> and very good questions that are in this document and I was thinking we should start kind of knocking off some sort of ones from the fans and ones from, from us. No, we'll yeah. do the ones from the fans first. So they have to wait. You got to wait to listen to them. <laughs> wait, do, do the ones from the fans last. last? You mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Wait. What? Idiot. Hey, I did take, I did take um, the feet where I crawl around uh, before I took <laughs> <laughs> before I took versatile expertise, idiot, <laughs> idiot. I feel like Tommy. There's some other. There's some questions from Reddit or Twitter or something that you got. Uh yeah, there are quite a few Reddit questions. Well, Dan, did you want to did you want to read those ones out? Sure. This is uh, this is from Reddit. This is. Do you want to read the name out? <laughs> yeah. This is from L three. Raj 3. Good. 
Ben, what would Tiny have done if the party were to be successful at clearing their names? Also, do you think you would have multiclassed him? Ooh, if he was successful in clearing their names. Oh, it's so tough because a lot of it would be like about, I think, his relationship with Brandon and the crew. Yeah, I think Tiny would try and fund a, like the way, I think Astra did a nice thing that Tiny would have supported, which is fund a corporation that wasn't complete evil. Uh, that was just like, <laughs> you do a good job, you get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't take advantage of people and we don't make them bid against each other. You know, it's like all like a happy family like he had. I think that's probably what he would have loved to do and bring bring people involved in that. Probably that'd be a big thing. Um, yeah. If if he hadn't resolved the issues with the crew, he probably would have left um, off on yeah. his own journey uh, because the, it wasn't a good fit for him in that, in that way. Um, who knows? Maybe he would have come around by the end. Um, uh, and would I have multiclassed? I don't like multiclassing unless it's like narratively based in the story. If there's some, some reason why he he might find new skills or go down a different path. To me, it feels like when you're playing these games, I like the idea that the character deepens their journey into whatever they're doing, unless something takes them away from that. Like if he had mm. a religious experience, then I'd feel, oh, maybe mystic or something like that. But it, I, I like getting good at what you do. Uh, and, and also you tend yeah. to get good. Like mechanically, you also tend to get better faster if you stick with what you want. Rather than multiclassing out, you tend to get higher things. Um, yeah. A level seven Technomancer would have been like sick, like crazy mm. to play, um, especially with galactic magic. So probably wouldn't have multiclassed if I had to choose something. Um, I'm really into maybe into vanguards now, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a, or it's a weird mix for a yeah, uh, Technomancer, yeah. yeah. I all I always thought it'd be really fun for him to be a, an envoy, um, because I feel like he's trying to make get people to be better, uh, or like yeah. improve or like help them on their journey. I felt like that was a lot of what he did, so that could have been fun to throw out there. But I didn't yeah. want to step on anyone's toes. Who, you know, if that's if you're class there already, you know. So mm. no, that's fair enough. Uh, this one's for me. Do I wish Burzen had more soldier levels than Envoy or not? Uh, part of me says yes, but like you were just saying, Ben, sticking to the one, like I only took the soldier level one because of the things it gave me access to and two because of Burzen's backstory as previously having been a soldier. So like the more combat situations we were getting to, I was like, well, that's kind of reawakening some of these uh like latent skills and abilities that he that he had mm. um and like improved get him is mental <laughs> mm. you get a as a standard yeah. action you just put a plus two on something that everyone can hit and just like the the abilities that you get by sticking to the one thing like generally outweigh multi-classing like the 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 mild benefit you get from level one of a class so yeah. Uh moving on, Mari, if you had a bot in real life, what would its name be and it, what would its primary functions be? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, it would have to be called Robert 
And he'd have to say it like that too. You'd have Robert. to be like, Robert, Robert. come, <laughs> Robert. Um, and Robert would, uh, I mean, the primary function that would be most useful for me would be um, just to sort of like follow me around. And when I say to the kids, kids do this thing that it goes and enforces those rules. So like it just <laughs> says the same thing over and over again. So I don't have to go, guys, have you brushed your teeth? Are you brushing your you teeth? You want to outsource, have you put- outsource parenting. No, That's no, no. It like not the initial parenting no, part. The nagging part. The parenting. Like you don't want to be the person that's causing pain to your children. Does it have your voice or is it saying it in like a weird robot? It'll have to be Brush some sort of teeth. like... Brush YouTuber. your teeth. <laughs> hey guys, oh, you've okay. got to hey, brush your teeth. Hey, it's, it's time to brush boy. your teeth. Like and subscribe. Brush your teeth. You Have know, you packed like your bags. Yeah, I just want them to like listen. And, no TV um, until you're ready for school. <laughs> exactly. And I think that uh, if I could just like outsource that to Robert, that would be very helpful. Um, I think we all know that parenting is. 25% directing them what to do and 75% then nagging them yeah. for the next oh, 20 minutes to, it to is. do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um, the other function that would be very useful would be um, like attending like kids sports and stuff with me and then when it when I get tired is just like converting itself into a comfortable seat so I can just <laughs> so like sit down and, and be nice and comfy there's, and just be like, there's Robert. some element to the what you're describing is like a different mark yeah, sit on me. Sit on me. No, it's you're like, you're That's like, what you're I like, want. When no, I say I'd something to the kids, game. I want uh, someone to co-parent with me and <laughs> get the kids oh, to do that. I want someone to attend the parent the the sports functions with me <laughs> to support me. In this way. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? And then, like the next one, the things like mow the lawns, and yeah, you go. Like, it's literally just a mark. Ooh, sorry, I, dear. Um, whoops. Mark, yeah, mark, to make mark, it awkward. Yeah, Mark, I feel personally attacked on your behalf. It's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Oh golly gosh. Hey, I want a robot too for what it's worth. Like I don't want to do any of that shit that you spoke yeah. about. That yeah. sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, no. Speaking of Mark, Mark, did you wish for more smoke grenades? <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's really funny. I like that people picked um, up on the fact that Tom hates smoke hates grenades. Smoke grenades. Yeah. <laughs> campaign, so, the first yes, thing we well, use I in did, the next campaign, smoke, smoke I grenades. I did wish for more smoke grenades. Um, I, I picked up very early that Tom was not down with smoke grenades when I basically threw one and he was like, oh, the vacuum just sucks it out of the environment and it happens for one turn. But I actually more broadly am just... I'm a little disappointed in how grenades as a family of weapons works inside Starfinder. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they're ludicrously expensive for what they do. Yeah. And there's a good amount of versatility there. Like, the holo... I, I feel like I, I carried a holo grenade and a sonic grenade f since episode two or something and just never really got them to work in a way that they they could have any traction. Um so I don't know. Maybe I wasn't taking the right feats or whatever, but I, I kind of no, feel like no, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, man. They're very expensive and they have limited usage. I think if you drop the price of them and made them more accessible, then I think yeah. that would be you know a lot better. Fun. Yeah, yeah. If you can take a feat like that made really them reactions. 
fucking yeah. Yeah. like straight up just like top notch like something oh, happens totally like, you know like like you grenade off the, off the clip throw you know what i mean yeah that'd yeah. be like you wouldn't even cool. need to make them any stronger or more pow- like more powerful than they are if because yeah. they're pretty piss weak let's be honest like yeah. fucking here's a hologram and here's a set off a sonic but it's like having a really a really expensive access to shitty spells right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think like, that that might be a thing. It's like you know, once per uh, once per combat, you can use a grenade as a swift action. That might yeah. be a thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd, and dropping their prices think, yeah. by fifty percent. Mm. Yeah, making things the, expensive, like the, making them hard to use is is a way to stop people from using them, right? The the yeah. ROI mm. the ROI on grenades just isn't there. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, and then I think Dan, you like you got it right. It's I think they might have viewed them as equivalent to spells it's like oh well yeah. this is like fireball it's like yeah but it's not so <laughs> like it shouldn't be this expensive mm. yeah. um and this is for everyone what do you think would be and or what would you want to be in the starfinder universe uh, did i ask that right yeah like if you were a person i think is yeah. the question right in, yeah. if, if you were in there what class would you be living in star so yeah like i think Magic, 100%, always got to, like, if there's an option to have magic, I got to use, like, I'm not going to not Harry Potter this up, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I So it's either Technomancer for me or Mystic, and I think I'd go Mystic, honestly, because, um, one, it'd be sweet to know that God's, God's real, <laughs> and then two, it'd be like, it'd be great, because you get the benef- benefits of being a magic user, but also... You have like a community and someone looking out for you. This god that's mm. granting you magic and stuff. That'd be pretty fun. I think that'd be a real, real fun, fun time. Yeah, I, I would probably go with a Solarian because Solarians are super cool. Yeah, Jedi's. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, I've been looking into other Solarians too. There's one that has a, um, it's almost like just a built-in laser instead of a built-in melee weapon, oh, okay. which is pretty cool. Uh, I feel like but, yeah. I feel like I would definitely go with Technomancer only because of the fairly vast array of like career options that it opens up. Mm. Like I feel like if you <laughs> wanted to be like the best mechanic on a ship, like you've got that option available to yeah. you. But also if you want to be like, you know, magic soldier guy at the front of the fucking you know tip of the spear or whatever, um, you could do that as well. Yeah, like it. It does look like the most versatile sort of thing. The most yeah. useful. Yeah. Because like it beats out if you build a, a technomancer right, you beat out you can beat out just about any other class at skills, mm. <laughs> except maybe an operative. Mm. Mari, I think I read this a bit differently. Um, I was thinking about like what would I actually be like if if I were to be converted oh. into a character Mari, into that. We, we would all just be plebs. Living on abs- living on the spike in Absalom yeah. Station. Right? <laughs> hey, hey, so what hey. class would fit you best is kind of where I was going from. Oh, okay. um, you like as what, what as a that? human that you are as now, a, you as mean? Who we are? Like oh if, if I were yeah. like if I had a little persona that I could put into the Starfinder world, what what character and class would I be most like? Um, I think it would be a biohacker, and it would probably be like a Xenomed style biohacker that knows too much about animals and and human meds <laughs> with a really low constitution, um, but high intelligence and a lot of Dumped chaos. 
Yeah, I did. I, I, dumped I definitely dumped con and I dumped it hard. Dumped con, big time. Um, yeah. And I think what? I think that would be like if a, if there was a genuine me character, that would be what it is. Just really oh, low NPC con, class chaotic. Yeah, that's how I read that. Uh, I'd be yeah. I'd be some chump on the spike. <laughs> that's, that's hey, how you doing? Yeah. You guys want some pizza? Welcome to my welcome to my shop. Hey, you want to come see my friend Saul? <laughs> Do you a good deal? <laughs> oh man! Uh, I mean, so, when as, then, as far as looking at deities and stuff. Yeah, part two. Oh, part two of this quest- question. Oh wow! Dan doesn't even ask me. I'm not a part of the. Oh, of the okay, group. sorry, Aww. sorry, Tom. What would you be? Son of a bitch. Oh, well, a well, witch well, You'd be a witch wait, Either either option. <laughs> uh, Vanguard. <laughs> You'd be a vanguard. Yeah, I mean, They're pretty cool. cool. They're yeah. sick. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They I, I was totally cool. against it from reading it because it just seemed too overly complicated because I was like, what are you telling me I need to do? I have to manage <laughs> resources now in addition Who to knows? playing this game. But then we played a one shot and I <laughs> came out going, all right, uh, I love this and I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like Vanguard, you need to play a Vanguard before you really yeah. understand what's going a on. A pre-made one that's explained to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, you, you need someone this. to be like, you do this, this is on your what this character yeah. does, but you can do whatever you want when you build it. Yeah. Okay. So the follow up to the question is, which god slash goddesses or domains would you feel close to? Do you guys know, I don't know enough any about the gods, gods? Yeah. or domains? So I, uh, I did I, research this one too. Yeah, me too, because I respect our fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, obviously, because I researched, um, mine is Lady of Wisdom, uh, Uressa. <laughs> uh, so she's a neutral goddess of knowledge, mental perfection, scholarship, and science, which is all the stuff that I love and often forget. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be where I would end up. Um. <laughs> yeah, for me, it would be, um, I think, uh, Hylax, who's the goddess of diplomacy, first mm-hmm. contact, friendship, and peace. Because, um, you know, the, I think the Starfinder universe is full of, you know, bad guys and trouble and all the rest. Um, I'd like to think that if I did exist in that universe, I'd have a positive outlook and uh, on everything. Hmm. I can see that. I, I, I don't know what it is with these games, but I always lean towards the sun gods. Hmm. Oh, I wonder what be- that's all about. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I really like Saren Ray's tenants as far as like redemption mm. and yeah. second chances and all that kind of There's stuff. There's a lot so, of stuff on that. Like, yeah. There. Um, so yeah, for me, it'd be the Dawnflower. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I choose Oras probably. Um, I, 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 the god of like evolution adaptation. Um, I just think that's cool. I like the idea that there's a god behind yeah, the a concept god for of it. something that's inherently like um random and and chaotic and stuff yeah. and uh, also about like adapting and changing growing i just think that's a nice a nice thing um very very is very nice is there a god of just winging it because that would be <laughs> yeah, mine. It's called that would be chaos yeah, yeah that's like a chaotic sort of god yeah i also i really like triune for what it's worth like the fact that there's a god of machines yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Moving on. Tom, this one's directed at you. Is there something that has not been discovered 
and you wish the party had found? Uh, uh, yeah, I was organizing my files mummies? the other day <laughs> and I realized <laughs> like I had like so much detail about shipping cargo uh, and I worked really, really hard on that to convert that from fly free or die. And we ended up only just using it once and it was the sex toys cargo. So it just yeah. completely ruined like all of this work I'd put into it. Um, I don't regret doing it though. Cause I think that it really added to the world building um, and I think that really helped me understand the universe as a whole and how it operated in general. Um, but I did wish we used it more. But as well, we were making a podcast and I don't know how like a bunch of random yeah. deliveries would have messed with the pacing of things. Like It might have worked, it might not have. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And the final question from L3 Raj3. Will season two follow this crew with you as the GM? If not, do you think we'll see this crew in the future for even more shenanigans? Mm. Well, um, well, what I'll start off with saying is this was a standalone story. Um, I will GM season two, but it's going to be a new story with new characters. Um, you know, part of that is there's so many podcasts and streams out there that tell, you know, super epic tales across hundreds and hundreds of episodes with the same characters uh which is you know that's its own thing um and i guess with star raiders uh like this anthology style with new stories every season it's not unique or anything um but personally i I, oh i guess we as the arcane focus network we just kind of wanted to offer something a little bit different and just keep the entry bar really low for people too um and personally i'm interested in telling different stories with you guys and um, having varied experiences um, in like revisiting, like who knows, you know, Um, you know, never say never. Um, I don't think we'll be revisiting Burzen. No, (laughs) no, no, certainly not. But could be a flashback. You never know. I love love where your head's at, Tommy. Like 50 tight episodes on a, like that's enough time to tell a really good story and have a bunch of cool shit happen and then freshen up for season two. Like I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we, we talked, the, the uh, Arcane Focus crew talked about having people, I don't know, seeing what would happen with like one shots or having sent like certain characters mix and match and jump across different places and do stuff. So might have yeah. happened. You never know. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you never know. These are yeah. fun, creative endeavors. And if there's a fun way to bring something out, like, why not? You know, Sawbones would love to make a comeback for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, that's only because you know how to do the one voice. Okay. It's true. <laughs> one, only one voice. No, he does a Vesk. I've heard the Vesk. Yeah, hey, we've or all heard the You don't need to the tell us about what you do when the lights are off, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you do the best voice tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. It's so, it's so raw, so sexual. <laughs> so sexual. <laughs> uh, oh, next question. Great red. Look how red she is. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Mark, you should be using this podcast soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You shouldn't be yeah, using your, your bedroom voice on the podcast, all right? 
Um, We've only got two voices. We have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) His bedroom voice in Irish Mark. That's that's all we got. (laughs) Bedroom. (laughs) Irish Mark. You titled those yourself. No one. (laughs) No one gave that. Okay, moving on. This is from Red Dragon LS007. When you do player backstory flashbacks, do you as the GM write them or does the player? Or do you write them together? Uh, so I always give the option of me writing it or the player. So Daniel, uh, Murray, Mark, we had a meeting about like what they wanted and I went away and I wrote something, which then uh, we revisited and then modified as you, know, you guys saw fit. Uh, ben wrote his own one. And the process was kind of reversed. So he gave it to me and then I made some small additions and modifications and kind of tailored it a little bit more to like an audio, you know, format. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either, either way, I think it's it's a collaborative process because we do have those meetings and we talk about it, we take it seriously. Um, and yeah, I think anybody who's familiar with the Glass Cannon podcast uh, will know flashbacks um, and yeah, I think honestly, I heard it on there and I shamelessly took it from them because I think it's just such an awesome way to give it more history and deeper ties into the story and for the character as well. I just think it's a, it's a brilliant mechanic and I've, I've really loved using it. I just for the avoidance of doubt, um, Tom's undercrediting himself when he, when he, when he talks about uh, talks about that. Like basically Tom and I had a chat for half an hour over drinks and then he <laughs> went away and put together like four or five pages of really epic dialogue um, where he pointed out, this is what I want you to say, Mark, and this is all of the shit that I'm going to say. Um, so you, uh, you do yourself a disservice, Tommy. You, they were all from you, mate. Mm. Um, thank you, Mark, but it is collaborative. Um, <laughs> well, that's a question I've got. Just thinking of Burzen's one, like the fact that it was with the Eoxians and like the Bone Sages and stuff like that. Is that why you brought those things into the story or were they already planned in there? Uh, I'm actually shocked it didn't come up earlier. Uh, But yes, Daniel, that is why I brought in the Eoxians and the Bone Sages because of Burzen's backstory. Yeah, mm. I thought that's it'd be cool, really cool as shit. To tie it I in. only, I literally only just thought about that then. Yeah. Mm. Um, thanks, dude. Um, yeah, second no question from Red Dragon <laughs> LS007. Uh, so, what inspired you to move away from the fly free or die AP? Oof. Do you prefer to do to just do things your own? Oh, sorry. Do you prefer to just do your own things, or was there something in it that you didn't enjoy? Oh man. All right. Well. Uh, I think it's a good question for quite a few reasons, and I'm just going to give a brief little bit of history here. We're going to get some real talk on Paizo APs? (laughs) No, actually. uh, Quite the opposite. Uh, So when, you know, uh, Daniel, myself, and uh, uh, Ben started the network, we kind of agreed that we wanted to try shorter campaigns because there are so many podcasts and streams out there. As I said before, they run for hundreds of episodes, and... It can feel like the, the 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 entry barrier for those is really high. You know, like where do you start? The six hundred hours of content. It's like, how am I ever going to catch up to this? You know, um, and I don't know. It's it's like monster of the week isn't really super. Not something that I'm interested in producing. Um, we 
kind of agreed that like this anthology style program is is much easier to get into. So you know, different seasons, different characters, new stories, trying new things. Uh, ben, I think you managed to keep things extremely tight in What's My Role with 19 episodes. Uh, hats off to you for that. Um, I obviously stretched things um, <laughs> to triple that. Um, but I think as well, it, it's kind of down to like you guys as I, you know, um, and the, the choices you make. Uh, a lot of these things weren't set in stone and you had a whole galaxy to explore as well. So, you know, you could make a, a lot a larger choices there. Um, but anyway, so when we decided to start making this, Fly Free or Die was a new AP coming out. Um, and there was a lot of appeal, uh, from a, I guess, a like a marketing point of view, just to be, to, to be really blunt with it, because new AP comes out, people are like, oh, Hey, you know, how should I play this new AP? And it's like, oh, check out, check out this podcast on it, you know, and, and that might draw new listeners to it. Um, and yeah, I thought you know, that might be a good one. And plus we just finished uh, against the Aeon Throne, which was our mm. home game that mm. we played through as well. Um, and in that you, you were kind of, you know, you saved the galaxy, right? And so the idea of you guys just being average Joes really appealed to me. Um, and these sorts, I guess uh, a TTRPGs in general, it's always like, you're the big damn hero, you know? And personally, I was a bit tired of that, right? I mean, the last few 5e games I ran were Rise of Tiamat as well. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we're killing gods and this and that. And trust me, I know what you're all thinking at the moment. <laughs> um, but uh, with Fly Free or Die, I, I found it was six books long and I was like, this isn't going to work. It's too long. I thought it might be three. But um, but I'd, I'd already bought the first book and created this massive freaking document about you guys and uh, about Edge Corp and creating your own characters and all this sort of stuff um, and world building. And I was like, well, we've just like done all this background work and you guys are really into it. So, and like, we're kind of into this delivery Firefly sort of vibe. So I was like, well, let's, let's just stick with the theme. You know what I mean? But let's mm. see if we can do something original within that. Um, but then it was at that moment that I kind of realized that it was a bit of an unprecedented opportunity to do a bait and switch um, because I'd pushed the idea of the regular Joes doing yeah. regular shit and not being heroes for so long uh-huh. um, that there's, you guys would never expect to come out as the heroes that save the world. Mm-hmm. And so like once I had that realization, the, the opportunity for me was just way too good to pass up. And I think that's actually what contributed to some of the, the best material that we got. You know, the, these characters were never conceptualized to be world saviors. And I think that's why they worked in this kind of fish out of water role. Um, but I think as well, that kind of speaks more to you guys as well. Um, like Mark, you know, you've spoken before about being early on a little bit uncomfortable with, you know, role-playing and, and, you know, recording podcasts and stuff. And I think we saw yeah. the growth of the players with the growth of the characters. And then suddenly you're in this, you know, world-ending situation. And it's, you know, it's something else entirely. Yeah. Burzen was not built to do well on a zombie planet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. No. So, and then, like, Sawbones. Sawbones had the wrong school altogether. To be on yeah. a zombie plane. 
And there weren't very many cars that we could use or or ships of any sort. There wasn't Mm. much piloting to be had. Um, And this is the first real game. I mean, I think the last campaign we did, we did a little bit of role-playing, but this is the the most intensive role-playing game I've ever played. Like from a a character development point of view, I I don't come from a... From a like a, a background of of doing any character voices other than reading stories, um, but yeah, doing improv isn't my thing. I read science books. That's kind of my background. So to go away <laughs> from that and then have to make up stories and and try to relate to something that isn't me was really challenging to begin with. So yeah, yeah it was a fish out of water for both my character and me. I was in my element. <laughs> we could tell you and all your voices. <laughs> I love this shit. It's ridiculous. Mm. So, this is from fearless underscore evidence underscore ninety five. What was the inspiration for the story? Um. So I yeah I think generally it was the fly free or die stuff. Um. And if you know the AP and if you look at the first book closely you'll see that there's actually quite a few uh, shared themes ideas and sublocations as well um that was that was the main inspiration for it there um but i think as well just in general just just science fiction um you'll see a lot of parallels drawn with um you know star wars the expanse um you know maybe a little bit of starship troopers in there as well it's definitely um, a lot of futurama uh, well, I mean, you you brought the Futurama. Uh, yeah. I didn't bring that part, but uh, yeah, yeah. And then on Tabard Minor, a map of the city is mentioned a few times. What were some of the other locations, and are there any that you would have wanted to explore further? Yeah, so I only had like a vague idea of what some of the locations were and what was at them, uh, because we were like running shorter sessions at the time. Uh, yeah. I was pretty much guaranteed that there'd be a session of travel in between as a bit of a buffer. Um, so I didn't want to unnecessarily plan 20 locations and then not have them used yeah. as yep. is literally what happened. Um, so it was kind of just, I would plan it as necessary. I, I had a, a an idea, like I've got a list of um, what would be like at the different things. Things that like, could have happened, yeah. Just for an example. Um, so at the police station... Uh, my my dot point is find some interesting information, find some gear, uh, evidence locker, <laughs> question mark, uh, in the government house, uh, computers with secrets, Calderon crates, zombified security and custodians, um, uh, the convention center. <laughs> here we go. Uh, packed world exhibit exhibits medium cargo starship. Zombie Copaxi dressed up as Pactworld races, but like the big comical heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, They're like, like mascots. Disney mascots, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a big like yeah. vesk. Love it's it. like, oh. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think probably the most controversial one was the music hall, um, which I was really tossing up about having a zombified conductor that animates musical instruments using magic. <laughs> wow! I didn't know if that would fit with the theme or not. <laughs> would have been like a Rocky Horror Picture Show style episode, Halloween Fantasia. Episode. Yeah, you know. I was going to say yeah. like 
Sorcerer's Apprentice sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 that would have been do, our musical do, episode. Do, 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 oh, my I mean, oh, I, shit, would have I think been Ben's reaction uh, was enough. His face <laughs> <laughs> told me everything I needed to know that I made the right choice. Zombie children? <laughs> sure, why not? At the, at the orphanage, yes. But, you like, know. why would we have gone to a lot of these places, right? Like, I don't know. You seem pretty keen on the uh, on the adventure park. Oh yeah, that would have been fun. Spa- the Space World theme park. You know what my notes are for that? Rides! Exclamation mark. And then <laughs> zombie clowns. <laughs> really, Those are my notes. Really, really running out of steam on <laughs> on some <Yeah>. of these. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, actually, at the uh, at the sports stadium as well, there would have been um, a Maracoy, um team <laughs> that were zombified. Oh wow, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, part of me was kind of hoping for the hospital as well because it would have been insane to head for the hospital there, in a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, like, there the was fuck? there is no world in which <laughs> we choose to go to the hospital on a zombie planet. Like that yeah. is yeah. that is just mm. mental. I That's think I would give you guys like trouble. mad payoffs though if you did do that. I would have given you something really big <laughs> if you had done that. <laughs> Because it's like that's just so ballsy to do that. Yeah, mm. yeah. we're gonna go to where everyone died, died and where everyone went when they were sick. That's what we'll do. <laughs> the oh, highest man. concentration of zombies. Uh, yeah, that's uh, those are the Reddit questions. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favourite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com.